music. All right, here we are with Ron Verode. How you doing? Good. <clears throat> so you have many musical projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now you're on tour with your solo project. Can you tell me about that? Uh, so I just finished a West Coast run that started with... It's kind of looped in like a East Coast show, a Philly show. Um, and Zvi is something that I've been doing live shows with any time that I do a live thing since like 2004. Okay. Uh, it was more like loop based kind of things. It was like kind of like loop based things like when the Line 6 DL4 first came out. Yeah, okay. Before that kind of got played out. Uh-huh. But then it would also be like covers of like Nine Inch Nails songs. Nice. But like a weird, both, you know, looping things right. and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, I opened up for Cleric, uh, my friend's band, in like 2004 at the Brighton Bar in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I didn't start doing it like really regularly. I had a band for a little bit in New Jersey for like, actually, it might have been like six years. It's called So Is The Tongue. Um, and when that ended, I was still like, had been playing in KO.Dot for like two years or something like that, but I was okay. living in New York and I wanted to like, since I don't really write the music for KO.Dot, I wanted to have something active. And I just didn't want to get a band together. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> for sure. Um, and I didn't want to do the loop thing anymore because that was kind of played out. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's not cool. There's like, I like right. a lot of, like, Aluchatistas. Is it, you know that band? No, from, I don't. From, uh, from North Carolina, from Asheville. A lot of loop stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this other kid, Milets. No, I don't know any of that stuff. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, a lot of... So there's a lot of cool stuff, but it got kind of played out the loop thing. So right. So then I, I got that um, Electro Harmonics freeze pedal. Oh, I love that thing. Yeah. yeah I've got one too. So then I wrote music yeah. with that, and then I upgraded to the other pedal, the Super Ego. And so that was like the first two records that I did. Okay. Was yeah. uh, based off that technology to accompany I'm, myself so that I'm yeah. not just like a singer songwriter yeah that's really cool i love that freeze yeah. pedal I've, yeah i haven't played with the super ego but the freeze is awesome i use it for my noise stuff all the time it's the same thing but you, it has like a different output so you can put it to a different source i try to put it through like a, a good pa okay if i can uh-huh. or a bass amp or something like right. that and you can affect it differently mm-hmm. um so it's like yeah it's a different way to accompany yourself and like basically just add kind of pads Yes. But you can layer. There's mm-hmm. like glissandos and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I, that was like, I did, that's what I've been doing up until like I did the stuff for this record that I just put out. And the your this record you just put out is Dear Pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's also a companion to it? It's a it single. Works? Yeah. Um, just for the physical versions, what we mm-hmm. decided to do was put one of them, the songs that has a slightly different name from the album. Right. Which is confusing kind of did it on purpose i like it yeah it's obnoxious but whatever (laughs) everybody everybody needs a shtick yeah um so the song is called dear pink like uh dear abby or whatever right and and it's on a seven inch and then Mm -hmm. the b-side has um a home recorded cover that i did uh, of a portishead song that i had been doing on tour like a a droney version of a portishead song portishead song and then there's the full length record, which is I did with uh, Randall Dunn. Yeah, Randall's awesome. Yeah, he's so it was like a collaboration with him. Like he moved to New York, and <clears throat> I was I didn't I had some ideas, and we, mm-hmm. I was like, would you be down with like doing a couple sessions here and there? So we, right. So I laid it down, 
And then he told me to go program drums, which I'd never done before. That's yeah. I'm so <laughs> bad at that. I've tried that. It's it's fun. It's rough. I I like I like it more than really. Yeah. Yeah. I've done a lot of work with. Uh, with like sequence drums, like MIDI mm. drums in Pro Tools, Superior Drummer and stuff like that. And I can I can do really well with that, but like actual drum machines, like Oh, right. I don't have an actual drum machine. Okay. So no, no, no. I, did, talking... I also did it in the computer. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's great. Yeah. yeah. I I like it. You can add delay, do mm-hmm. all sorts of weird things, get different textures. Like not that a sick drummer can't get a, a lot of different sound after one out of one set, but Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So you're doing that. You're also part of Sabbath Assembly. Yep. Sabbath Assembly has a record coming out, I guess, like next week. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. Sabbath Assembly. We also did a record with Randall. Mm-hmm. Um, Chaodot also did a record with Randall. That's right. And Oh, we're label mates. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, we're label mates. I, yeah. I forgot about that until yeah. right now, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that record's going to come out, I think, September. Okay. Awesome. Like maybe second week of September or something like that. And then I'm in another band. They also just did another record. So I've been, uh, Psalm Zero, uh, that oh, has, yeah. uh, Charlie from Extra Life and Keith, Keith, who used to play drums for, uh, KO'd Up. Okay. And I play bass in that band. Wow. It's a lot of shit. That's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit to remember. <laughs> Damn. So I have to, I have to relearn stuff anytime I play a show. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I can't keep it all up and no, up there's no way you could yeah. do that. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, what's next for Zvi? Are you going to do more shows or it's, um, it's kind of all up in the air. I have like a possible local show in local New York. New York yeah. Yeah. Like a, an opening gig at St. Vitus, but I don't know if it's confirmed. So I probably, mm, yeah. Know, by the time this airs, I'll, I'll probably know whether, yeah, whether yeah, or not maybe. it happened. Um, just trying to be active, but not, I'm probably not going to do any long tours unless if I get some kind of really awesome right. offer just cause, it's I've done I did that a couple of years ago where I would jump back and forth between a bunch of different bands and a bunch of different tours and it like wiped me out. Yeah. So yeah. this was like partially vacation because it, w- oh, it wasn't totally. yeah. it wasn't like a total <clears throat> like grinding it and driving six hours every day tour. Exactly. Yeah, I flew around like a fancy boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's my way to go yeah, for dude, sure. It's way way cooler. Yeah, we're uh, Karatas hitting Europe in September and. We're doing the whole van thing and the whole van I thing. haven't done the van thing in a really long time. Oh, so. you guys were on buses. Agalock. Yeah. Aglock yeah. was always those double decker, like sleeper buses. It um, is kind of nice. It's so nice. You just, after the show, you go back to the little lounge area, have some beers, yeah. laugh with your bandmates, go to bed, wake up in the next country. Um, really nice, but really expensive. So and this one, you're going to rough it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, 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 there's value in that. I feel like well. it's, it, it will be nice to be, have that perspective again, mm-hmm. get grounded a little bit and be like, yeah, it's like, if it's a good crew, yeah, then it's fun. I mean, it's as fun as it can be like rattling around in the back of a van. For, yeah. Sitting for, in a van for six for, to eight yeah, hours every day, and every day, load in sound check, play and repeat. That's sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for coming over and joining me. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, thanks for playing Azoth on Saturday. Yeah. That was, that was a, great. That was a sick lineup. Yeah. That was the, I, I wish there were more things like that in more places, but that was like, yeah, it's a cool space. It's really cool. It's like DIY, but yeah, pr- professional enough. Yeah, like professionally DIY. Professional I guess. DIY. Yeah. Full bar, nice PA, nice stage, projections, projections. Yep. Yeah. 
I felt like it was, it was like a, an arena rock band or something. Like, <laughs> you cool. were. You were. It's cool. I liked you, it. You played a cover on Saturday. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Oh, that was... Um, I don't. I can't tell if it was ironic or not. It was a stabbing Westward cover. Okay. Do you remember I, that I, band? I mean, I know the name, but yeah, I don't know was, them at all. They were like, um, you know, like Nine Inch Nails blew up, and then they they made a bunch of um, Nine Inch Nails. Um, I don't know pop versions. Okay. And, uh, you know, I I think um, Stabbing Westward was like an industrial band when they started, but then they. Like no, like choruses and stuff like that. Kind of mellowed out after yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, and I was the right age where that was like my favorite. It was perfect. It yeah. was perfect. Okay. So my friend who I went and saw them with, I'm not sure if it was ironic or not. Like <laughs> I came here to hang like a year ago. He yeah. was there, so I played a a, a fragment of okay. a Stabbing Westward song. That's so, awesome. In the middle I, of the set, <laughs> I read the other night you played a Serpent with Feet cover. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. I did not hear it, but I would like to. That's really oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I, I have like three or four uh, covers that I kind of just throw in yeah, a I different like one each night just because I like karaoke and it's just like song, yeah, songs I, that aren't on karaoke <laughs> lists and stuff like that. Yeah. Or just like, it's just more interesting than singing. No, not that. No, because that's a, that sounds bad. I like singing my own music, but just like it's. I also like karaoke, so it's like I have to I get to right. do karaoke in the yeah. middle of my set. <laughs> I I met you um, like two days ago in person, and mm-hmm. you've, you've mentioned karaoke probably fifteen times. Oh, yeah. in that space, I'm probably going to try to do that after this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to Chopsticks? I didn't go to Chops. I forgot what place we went to. It was near um, Egan's friend's house. Okay, yeah, but I don't remember is. where it was. But it wasn't the Alibi. It wasn't. It wasn't the, the Alibi. Place. I. I've, Alibi's the Tiki Lounge. Yeah. Right? It wasn't that. It wasn't Chopsticks. It's like I'm, I've been here enough that I, <laughs> I know, yeah, I, I know, know the scene. Yeah. No, I don't remember where The it karaoke was. scene. The karaoke scene yeah. in, in, uh, in Portland, which I like <laughs> that there's a, a big one. I, I hear about it a lot. Mm. Um, I've only done it once or twice. Yeah. It's my favorite. What, like, how did you get into that? Just from doing it? I've always it? been really into it. Um, since like my 20s like early Mm -hmm. 20s when i could go to bars it's like i don't like hanging out at a bar Mm -hmm. just for the sake of hanging out at a bar right you wanted to do something yeah i mean i would i would go to bars for like if there was a show in the back or something like that and sometimes you don't always want to do that and you know music's like my obsession right i'm sure most other (laughs) musicians and uh yeah i've liked that and then at some point actually it was like KO Dot and a bunch of uh, the other New York bands mm-hmm. would go pretty regularly at a bunch of places around That's town. That's awesome. Around town in Brooklyn, like St. Vitus would do it sometimes, and then this other place in Bushwick. Wow. And we would like go to karaoke at least once a week, if not more. That's awesome. Like, yeah, it would just be like, because well, <clears throat> hey, what the fuck is, I don't know, like sitting there drinking be- expensive beer is like. Right. But it's kind of awesome because you also get to basically flex your muscles as a vocalist too. Totally. Like you're practicing. You're practicing and you're trying different things. Yeah. And actually the, the KO album that you put on after yeah, the that's, record, that's, that's like, one. I think me and Toby talked about it once that that, <clears throat> that record is like the product of us doing a lot of karaoke. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. That's great. <laughs> and well, just like trying out different pop songs and stuff like that. It's funny because before the show on Saturday, you mentioned it like once or twice about yeah. how you're going to go afterwards. Yeah. But then watching your set, I was like, I can kind of see how 
these things would apply. And it's not just, it wouldn't necessarily just be karaoke. Like you, it's like almost like training and expanding your horizons. Totally. That's no, fascinating. I, I, That's it's, really cool. It, I take it pr- pretty seriously, but I look at it as workshopping people that are bashful mm-hmm. and they're like, no, I don't want to just like, well, this is your chance. It's not the thing is, you know, I'm a performer. I do right. this regularly. So it, it, I don't see it as a big deal, but some people they, they're like, this is me performing in front of people. Right. So I look at it differently. So I totally, yeah. Well, and, and you're a singer, like you, yeah. you do that, you know how to do it. Yeah. A lot I, of people don't. Yeah. I, I sing enough. I know like people that are professional singers, like, like the people that I play in bands with are like, right. in my eyes, like more professional grade singers right. than I, cause they know some proper technique things yeah. that I don't. Yeah. I just do a lot of karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Um, should we dive into it? You mm-hmm. know, you want to play a song? Sure. All right. So do I talk about it or we just play it and listen to it? Uh, whichever way. Just okay. don't just don't tell me what it is. Not that I'm going to recognize it. This is but. no, you don't. You probably don't know. No, that'd be sick because she, her shit is awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll just press play. And it's, this is all Go linked up. It. Yep, should be. really rad (laughs) that's really cool from um, I think I'm pronouncing her last name right but she's from Buenos Aires but okay. lives, in, lives in Berlin now oh wow I met her through um, through uh, my friend Greg who runs Nefarious Industries okay yeah um, he put out an, an, a record of a different band of hers like a, that, like this improv duo that she plays drums and I just checked out her music and like we hung out in New York when wow. a Pharmacon show. <laughs> I love Pharmacon. Yeah. Not to interrupt, but yeah. oh my god, yeah. I love her great. so much. I've yet to but, see. But she her, was but... just like in town. We're like, oh, let's go to the, see this show. But like, super awesome musician. The, this is crazy. Cool. This just came out. It, yeah, this just came out in the fall. And because you know, I don't this label Astronautico. Okay. Put it out. I think it's just digitally. Okay. But this is something that like it's modern music, 
Yeah. It's totally hip and futuristic. Totally, yeah. Like, people should love this. <laughs> it's I love so it. bizarre. I listen to this record all the time. What's the name of the album? Qui? Q-E-E-I. Wow, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's Pretty awesome. Out, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out for yeah. sure. For some reason, it was making me think it was Japanese at first. And then when I could actually hear what she was saying, I was like, oh, it's definitely Spanish. Yeah. It's just future, super futuristic. So yeah. yeah, I think Japan. It's almost like a, like a more experimental, like, FK twigs or something. Like yeah, that. Uh-huh. yeah. Something yeah, like I can that. see that. Super futuristic, like electronic, like in the box sounding, but, but totally cool. in the yeah. box. Just like those really like staccato, like vocal cuts. Just yeah, yeah. Bah, bah, bah. but like yeah, with the reverb. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So that's that was my first pick for. for I the, dig it. Yeah. So can you tell me the oh, name of her name again? Tatiana Human. I might not be pronouncing it right, and I know her. So if she listens, I don't want to offend her. Um, is it spelled like human or is it spelled H E U M A N? Okay. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not good. That's fantastic. My, my tongue is, is not good at, like, I can't roll any bars or anything like that. So I took some Spanish. I used to be able to a little bit, but I'm I'm terrible with it. I try. I'm very (laughs) white American. Yeah. (laughs) That's really cool. I'm glad you played me that. I'm going to have to check that out. Check out that whole record. It's, okay. It's like at, and it's pretty short. It's like thirty minutes, maybe thirty-five, or something okay. like that. So it's like for a short drive for me in New York, if mm-hmm. short subway rides. I usually oh end yeah, up listening uh-huh. to that. That's it just cool. became a perfect thing for, which is interesting that that can kind of dictate how much somebody listens to a certain thing because I listen to full albums as much as possible. I do too, but sometimes if I have a short commute yeah. or something, I'm like, I don't want to get invested in this record. And, and you don't always want to listen to like a Beatles record that's that length. Or right. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another short one is I like, uh, you know, Squeeze. There's that, yeah, al- uh-huh. that album, uh, Argy Bargy or whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't know the album. I, don't, I, I, know the I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah, that, that record over there is, is pretty short and pretty lighthearted if I'm not feeling like listening to crazy electronic music or metal what <laughs> that's crazy okay i'm gonna play something that was not i did not intend to play this okay but after hearing that it made me think of this guy It's doing something, I promise. Yeah. 
This is crazy. Yeah, right? the madonna thing yeah that's, that's uh-huh. the only thing i've recognized so far that one madonna note is one madonna. very recognizable some prints there yeah so it's pretty obvious this guy Takes this is weird editing. All shit. pre-recorded music and combines it together. It's pretty out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is John Oswald. And this is his Plunderphonics record that was on uh, John Zorn's Zodic label. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, he's, he basically just takes like thousands of little clips and arranges them of all other people's music. And nobody goes after him? They're short enough where <laughs> I think they're like, like legally. Yeah. Is, oh, is that like a, there's, a thing? There's it's some like, kind of like legal limit that you can do or something like that. Um, but he does the same thing with the song titles. Like he's got a song title, uh, "Urge Marianne Faith No Morrissey." Yeah. Blur Bolton Chili Overdrive. This is on Sadiq. Yep. That's weird. Mad Mod I, Jello Bia- Belafonte. I could see, like the Zorn crowd be <laughs> like being into something. Like, yeah. Out like this. He's got a few records. Um, this is the one I'm most familiar with. Is it like sample based like this? Yeah. There, he he kind of really kind of defined the quote unquote plunder phonics. Mm-hmm. Um, not many other people have really done it like he has, and so he kind of like owned it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's not something I would throw on all the time. No, no. But uh, I find it interesting and fascinating. Yeah. It's long. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it, it's crazy. I just can't imagine assembling this. No. <laughs> no way. And this record's from 93. Oh, crap. So the technology probably wasn't even... Yeah, this is like... I'm not sure how he made it exactly, but... It was done long enough ago that it would have been much harder than it is... No. Yeah. Everything's easy now. You just snap it to a grid. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Very familiar with that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Oswald. And then if you look at the cover, the cover is kind of a mishmash of like Bruce Springsteen yeah. and uh Oh, and it has like the Tzadik like kind of like uh-huh. template of like the cover, yeah. Yep. Oh, Is that how it's pronounced? Zadik? Zadik, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Not a lot of people 
take advantage of it like the template that I guess that they have to do and make make a like a special thing out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, you get the idea. Yeah. It goes on like that for like 40 minutes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have something to follow that up with? What else do I know? Uh, let's vibe it up. This one is weird. I like weird. This one's definitely weird. For a second I thought it sounded familiar, but it does not. There's something familiar about it, but then there's these very obviously British vocals. Yeah. <laughs> like overly British. Like For a second I thought it was a Silver Mount Zion. But this is This is more fucked up than that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's British. This band is from Bristol, UK, and they probably haven't been around for a long time. So it's modern. This band, uh, it might be like 10 years ago or something like that. They were on the same label as my old band from New Jersey called okay. Sounds the Tongue. This label that I think went under called mm -hmm. Sound Devastation Records. All right. I don't know. No. Doesn't Some people have heard of it, it's weird. 
but uh yeah I was like super jazzed on this band this is rad it's like weird noisy sludgy but not in like like it's like underproduced underproduced it's definitely the home recording yeah but like really fucked up it sounds great it sounds great because of it Like the vocals sound like improper. Like they don't belong there. It's like weird in the mix in a in a really cool way. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've thought about that, like home recording as like as an aesthetic but still making things clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not having the clearest drum production and just having things distorted. Like do you know like um You know the microphones? I know of them. Yeah. Like like I've been listening to that a lot recently and that's like also all the drums it sounds like his stuff is home recorded at least yeah so all the drums are like well they're not going to sound good so we're going to just make them sound like right like crap yeah i love that <laughs> and yeah. it's like just more interesting than just mm-hmm. pristine like oh they must have spent a lot of money at a nice studio to make yeah. these drums pristine yeah. but that's a different thing sometimes you don't want that but totally I'm, totally I'm, like right now i'm thinking about like writing more music and like keeping that in mind like oh just make it make it work make it yeah. like, work if I wanted to do a home recording, I could go to a nice studio again, maybe right. as well. Depending. Yeah. Yeah. I love using those limitations to your benefit. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to accomplish, but when it works, it works so well. And it doesn't cost you if it doesn't, right. if you don't, if you try it and you, then you don't like it, then you can just delete it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the great thing about home recording. <laughs> you know, uh, Sufjan Stevens. Yes. Like a lot of his records are home recorded. Like, oh, really? like, he literally, a lot of his stuff is just literally him in a 57. Really? And like he, he mics an entire drum kit with a 57 and uses one microphone like for everything. Maybe not so much anymore because he's, he's quite he a more popular. Well. But back in the day, back when he was first, first starting out, it was just him in oh, a 57. Does he, does he play drums on his recordings? Um, I think he may have had a friend. Okay. Do but the, he does I can't remember. But yeah, he records oh, okay. everything. Yeah. Yeah, Sufjan Stevens, he's a guy that I've more recently heard that he's somebody I might be into that maybe I wouldn't, oh, really? ha- wouldn't have been as open to for some reason. Not that I don't listen to nice music all the time. It's just right. like at some point I thought he was. it was like I associated it with like indie stuff that I wasn't into maybe. But there is indie stuff that I'm right. super he's, into. I mean, that, that's fair. I think he gets lumped into okay. a lot of stuff that maybe wouldn't be the most appealing to me at least. Yeah. Um, but he's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his compositions are insane, especially if you listen to his older records. Um, like uh, I think it's called Enjoy My Rabbit. Mm. I think it's one of his earlier ones. And it, it's almost like like Philip Glass minimalism. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of electronics. Uh, just like really, really engaging, interesting electronic music. And he does it at home. Yeah. And he sings over it. Yeah. And then you have like uh, uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And that one's more, a little bit more polished, but he's got like really nice acoustic ballads, but they're about like John Wayne Gacy and, oh, cool. you know, like hiding bodies under the house and things like yeah. that. And just like his heartbreaking, but like beautiful, beautiful songs. Is that like the, the concept of the, the whole record or something? Well, he, many years ago, he had this idea where he was going to make a record for each of the 50 each, states. Each state's a, okay, I know yeah. about that. So he did, a, he did a few and then gave up. <laughs> 
<laughs> he did um, the Illinois one. He did one about Michigan. I feel like he did one more, and I can't remember. But yeah, then he was like, no, as long as he didn't do like a show, like a, a, a an album about like New York or L.A. There's enough of those. I don't think he did. Good. I don't think he went there. <laughs> He's from New Jersey, so I thought maybe oh, he would ooh. do New York. But uh, now I have even more of a reason to to dislike him or like <laughs> no, him. No, to like him. Yeah. I wanted to check it out. I have I have a lot of Jersey pride in, later in my later. Not that I'm old, but like, <laughs> like as I grow older, I guess. Yeah, I I, I have more Jersey pride. Well, are you familiar with the Danielson family? No. Okay. Um, they are probably more bordering on the indie that you wouldn't necessarily like. Maybe I don't know. I like I like some pretty wimpy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is this Danielson family. You know what? I'm just going to play some Danielson family. Okay, sure. Um, they, I don't think I've ever played it on the podcast before, but they're one of my all time favorite bands and they're from New Jersey. They are painfully Christian. And when I say that, I mean, they have songs about like, you'll go to hell if you swear mm-hmm. type of stuff. Um, but it's a, it's a literal family. It's like eight people. And they're all brothers and sisters, and they dress up in crazy outfits. Oh, is this the I ain't gonna pee my bed tonight? That thing. Don't know that. Or is that <laughs> that might be something else? It sounds like something they would uh, okay. They would say maybe that's a different thing. There's some YouTube th- thing. I think that's something else. Okay, but uh, they. But this is actual good music. You're saying. Well, this is crazy it's ass crazy. music. Okay. It's super super crazy, um, but the themes are very much about like morals and you know, being like a good Christian, but veiled in this really proggy, strange, uncomfortable music. But anyway, long story short, Sufjan Stevens used to be in the Danielson family. That's how he got his start. Oh. So if you listen to the early Danielson records, Weird. there's even a documentary about Danielson mm-hmm. called The Joyful Noise, and he's in that. But he spl- he's, familiar. he split off with them, and now, you know, Sufjan's be got a name for himself, but Danielson, they're just too weird. Mm-hmm. They make all their records with Albini and they've got this cult following, oh. but they're, it's weird shit. Um, I, I don't think I've heard it. I'm trying to think. In Jersey. Yeah. Hush, hush, what's the rush? East Coast children do too much. But he whispers, we will shout.
I love that voice. So that's we so don't say he, shut up by the Danielson family. And and Sufjan Stevens is on this record. I don't know if he's on that record. Um, that but was, the fact that he's in a band that's on. <laughs> yeah, he was on the yeah. earlier records. That's maybe like their fourth, maybe fifth record. Um, but yeah, my brother-in-law actually one day was like, "Oh, you like the Danielson family, right?" And this was like twenty years ago. I'm like, uh, who? And I thought he meant like a family that like we all knew or yeah, something. Yeah. And I don't, know, I don't know who that is. And he's like, oh, dude, like you have to check this out. Yeah. And I've been mildly obsessed ever since. They're just, they're just confounding. It was, it was uh, like recommended to you. Yeah. But just because I, I love weird music. Yeah. And so it's like, my, oh, this is, uh, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, likes crazy music. Jason will love this. Yeah. You like Naked City? You'll love this. I mean, it's not that much different. There's, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, whether it's extreme metal or whatever right. that is. Yeah. Like, it's, whatever it's, the hell this is. It's just as absurd. Yeah. This is very absurd. And if you delve into the lyrics, and they dress up as like, giant trees like these felt trees with like fruit coming off of them and it's it's a whole thing it's bizarre that's crazy (laughs) highly recommended yeah well that that that's like that's a little bit but i'm now that sparks my interest on like sufjan if he has like a weird weird music past yeah well i mean he's really intriguing um and all of his records are fantastic his earlier ones are a little bit weirder a little bit more experimental a little bit more electronic a little bit more minimal. Um, the newer ones are still experimental, but um, mostly just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Just gorgeous yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, I hear that it's like some sad acoustic stuff. Yeah, it. His, I think his most popular album is called Carrie and Lowell. Okay. And oh, it's, it's like his parents. Yeah. 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 I heard it's that. all acoustic, <clears throat> all heartbreaking. But like the one before that was called Age of Odds, and it's. He like uses like a vocoder, like Herbie Hancock style. It's like oh, all right. over the place and tons of electronics. And, That's cool. I yeah. admire people that try a different thing. He tries each, different each things. Time. Yes, for sure. I mean, also honing in on the same good thing is also cool too, but trying different things and executing it is. Yeah. You do the ACDC good. route or the Ulver route or whatever. Oh it's, yeah. It's Ulver all just like, it's just like the, whatever. The middle finger. I was, yeah. I was uh, at the show. Were you? The New yeah. York show. Yeah. I thought it was cool because I like the newest record the most. Because I'm oh really yeah because yeah, I'm not I, I was I'm not a, I wasn't a big like black metal guy when I was younger. Right. So like anything like yeah, it sounds like Tears for Fears, and I like that. Record. It does. <laughs> I like I, the new record, and that's what I, they played. In. Yeah, I I love Tears for Fears. I'm I have a hard time handling the new Ulver record. Yeah, um, but we when I was in Agaloc, uh, we played with Ulver at Roadburn. Oh, sick. And it actually was an amazing lineup. I've talked about this in the podcast a couple times, but to make it short, it was Disembowelment, Us, Killing Joke, Voivod, and Ulver. 
all on the same stage one night. Amazing. Holy shit. Like, you just can't talk. Killing it. joke. Wow. Yeah. And Ulver played um, their album of 60s covers, which was cool. <laughs> but as, like, a diehard Ulver fan, I wanted to hear the, an original but no originals, nothing but covers the entire night. That's kind of, I mean, so, it's a bold move, but also what the fuck? <laughs> like, why would you do that? It, it was, fest, especially, it, it was cool to see. Yeah. But, and one of a kind, like they've only done it the one time, but you know, still like, I was just hoping like they would come out at the end and play something off a of Berg Todd or something. But, and I'm all about, at least for me, like I want to just, if people want to hear something why mm-hmm. wouldn't you play it right yeah. <laughs> if you have the ability to i can understand like not having the, ins- the right instrumentation to do sure. all of it i guess so you and know or like you're you, you're like i can't really yell anymore and i think that's the case with over now like yeah they're that set you saw they're not gonna be playing their black metal stuff no the the like the instrumentation the setup yeah like, it would have looked silly they, they would have had to bring way too much equipment or Just way to too many people or something yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely get that. Um, and I did enjoy seeing them, and it was a great time. Uh, but, yeah, I'd love to hear them play some of the classic songs that I love. <laughs> it's probably, never, it's probably never going to happen. You know, and now they're announcing more shows. They're playing here in a couple months. I bet you they're doing the same thing. I'm, sh- I'm sure. It was cool, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect them a lot. I don't really like the newer material. Okay. But I also respect them for just doing whatever they whatever want. Whatever the they want. Yeah. And whatever they do, they do it well. I'll give yeah. them that. You yeah, know, even even if I don't put on the new record and I don't like freak out about it, they do it well. Yeah, there's bands that I'm like, yeah, this is not my thing, but they, yeah, they do, they knock it out of the park. Yeah, exactly. I can respect, I can respect sure. that. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. So anyway, that's your homework though, Sufjan okay, Stevens. Sufjan Stevens. Uh, this this actually did pique my interest. Good, good. <laughs> Sufjan. It's interesting to play Danielson family, and it it piques your interest on someone that used to be in the band. Yeah, and like but not it, and, the, and the conversation stemmed from like this w- obscure UK band <laughs> that shared that. exactly. So right. I, I get the vibe of you yeah, get the vibe. Jump off, you get it. Yeah. All right. Um, I think it's your turn. Okay. Maybe I should try something that I didn't think of before that, that I didn't pull up or write down on, on a list. Uh, go to YouTube. One, two, three, four. It's pretty long if that's okay. That's totally cool.
is recorded it's yeah. so intimate yeah Th- this guy um this guy was in this band well i don't know if it's a solo recording it's under his band name far um they were like popular late 90s they were like friends with the deftones like okay. southern california the, band you said the far they were just called far oh far okay the most ungoogleable googleable band name yes ever, ever. but that was before that was a, before Google. Before any of that was like a, a concern, right? <clears throat> um, yeah, and this is like a some random acoustic version of a song from their like album when they were weren't even on a, a major label. They were like some local band. It's wow, it's a deep cut, and but this is like kind of an idea that like a thing that I heard that inspired me to do like the solo thing. Oh, nice. Okay, Could've just like. Yeah. When I didn't have percussion, I was like, oh, it doesn't have to be like this, like, 
fake. It doesn't have to be like just a singer songwriter, just like atmosphere and stuff like that. So right. when I got that pedal, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. So I, I could. I've been thinking about, it and I probably could, and might do, do a cover of this almost like this because of that technology. Yeah, totally. Because like I never pick up until recently. I, I never just picked up an acoustic guitar and felt like that was enough to be exciting for me. Right now I am. Yeah, a little bit. I, yeah, I um recently picked up my mom's old acoustic guitar last time I, like okay. one, of, one of the recent times I, I visited my parents and just took it because you know my mom doesn't use it right and I've been playing nylon string acoustic yeah. guitar a lot that'd be cool I'd that'd be cool that. but then yeah. the thing is like if I do it I'll like add like an arpeggiator and right. do, do so, yeah, <laughs> yeah something add all sorts of stuff to it something weird will happen yeah. but yeah. as but this is what I wanted you to do with electric guitar. Like this meets like talk talk or something like that. Right, yeah. Nice. But now I add a drum machine, so now it's a different it's thing. Different. It's a yeah. different thing now. Yeah. Yeah, the, the I love the drum machine on your work. Like Thank it's you. it's really cool. It's really well done. It's different. Thank you. It's different. It's I I try that's why I like drum machines. You can do you know, you can add delay. You yeah. Add weird kind of like clipping distortion to just certain things. I love like slightly overdriven cymbals and things like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm a huge Bjork fan. Yeah, same. And uh, I love, especially like in her earlier albums, how she would just like have like slightly overdriven certain like like little snare hits or exactly. like cymbals or it just it totally makes it for you me. You just like can't do that with with acoustic drums. Like, no. Th- so like. Recently, because of like this record, I've just been like listening to a bunch of like music that I've I've always been interested in, mm-hmm. but never thought you know you know it's not as widely as accessible to um, to program drums until now. That like every every MacBook comes with GarageBand, so right, any, yeah, anybody can program drums now. Mm-hmm. Um, before you had to like I didn't I didn't know how Bjork. Or like massive attack or anything like no, that. No, I was just like, oh, you just have a computer, which is true. But they didn't have those computers then. They were like, they're dialing yeah. stuff with actual drum machines and stuff yeah. like that. But now you could do it on your computer. I have some hardware stuff now, which I may or may not incorporate depending on like what I do. Yeah, I I bought that drum machine there, that little Alesis, because I wanted to incorporate that somehow. But it's such a backtrack for me. It you doesn't know, play nice with the computer. It, it doesn't play that, nice with the computer. You to, yeah. yeah, and even just programming it to do anything remotely similar to what I want it to do has been a learning curve for me. I've used those like in the '90s to sound like Godflesh. I've never used them to do something more intricate than that's the thing. You know, so I have a, I, I might trade it, try to trade it for another like synth, but I have one of those uh, Electron Digitone things. You ever see those? I don't think so. It's like a little box knob that has a screen mm-hmm. and stuff. So there's no keyboard. You have to get like a external okay. thing for it. But it's a backwards process. And this is more for making weird ambient techno, which is so like it's like you kind of have to accept it as a different thing. Right. But if you have a clear like I want this drum beat. Yeah. And I want it to land on this that That's what I struggle yeah, with. They, yeah. they, what do they call it? The menu diving. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the thing yeah. is like a lot of this stuff there's things i want to execute and for me because it's not intuitive at this point it's like i've said this before to a bunch of friends that it's like a 
going through a menu to change like a chord from it, like a G to a C chord. Yeah. yeah. That's like what that. it feels like for me, but yeah. because I don't have the instinct for it. Kind right. of, but then I, I, I'm getting better at it. Yeah. I, I feel like I just need to play with it. Like yeah. I know that that's, I mean, it's not an amazing drum machine, but I know it's one of those like older ones that people rely on and they get good work out of it. But yeah, and it's it's a different process when you have just yeah. different tools. So well, you can get different yeah, results. Yeah. yeah. A few years ago, I made a record called Snares of Sixes, and it's all, it's tons of MIDI, but with tons of overdubs. It's crazy, crazy music. Mm-hmm. But the drums are insane. And basically what I, I, I spent five years assembling the drums on that just moving and cutting and pasting little midi information and playing some stuff in moving some stuff right yeah Yeah. and that i understand because i understand how the technology works and i know how how the software works that thing i'm like lucky to get god flesh out of it yeah well like this record actually the record i just put out i did a lot of the not all but a good portion of the drum programming like at this like day job. Oh really? <laughs> That's good. You know, it's like I would have to really check the sounds later, but I would mm-hmm. get some initial ideas sometimes yeah. when it was like dead at this day job that I had when I was started working on the record and just programming That's great. Ba- just programming basic drumming ideas mm-hmm. with the what they call it, the musical typing yeah, on, the, uh-huh. on the keyboard. Yeah. So I didn't even bring like a MIDI keyboard. I just had my laptop at work making um you know, weird music. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, awesome. On their dime. So that was like a good portion of like, of the drums were at least started there, but then mm-hmm. I had to go home and right. Not listen to it via like earbuds yeah. <laughs> to make sure it sounded cool and add it like added different effects, like sure. delays. Yeah. And then Randall plugged it in like to some hardware, like some spring reverbs and nice and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I love that combo too. When you get like some authentic like outboard gear, yeah, but you're running like a drum machine through I mean, it or something I'll, like I'll that. I'll just say it straight up: the drums were on GarageBand. Yeah, and <laughs> it's not that outlandish or unusual it's, anymore. And the thing is, that was part of the plan. He was like, "Program these drums on GarageBand." I know you have, like, you have GarageBand. Mm-hmm. It's like you'll figure it out. I never programmed drums before. Yeah, uh, this thing. And he's like, program drums on GarageBand and then come back with that. And that influenced like the next layer of synths and all that other stuff. Right. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to plug it through this thing and a spring reverb. And yeah. it just warms it up and makes it yeah, not sound like, I don't know, like Fruity Loops or, or something like that. Oh, man. Yeah. I've struggled with that, too. <laughs> I, I, I am woefully ignorant of a lot of those looping programs like Ableton and things like that. I feel like if I really took the time to learn it it would be a powerful tool. I yeah. just haven't made the time. I, I still think like this, like the left yeah. hand and the guitar and yeah. and stuff like that. But I'm slowly inching towards yeah, production and thinking about music in a different way. At least I try to. It's great, especially if you're doing it by yourself. Yeah. Oh, it's like fun for like all the programming and stuff. Like there's a lot of trial and error, but yeah, it's, I never feel like it's time wasted. No, 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 no. And like doing research for me for it, like figuring out how to like layer drums, just like listening to way too much uh, Massive Attack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love like, Massive Attack. Yeah. And yeah. just like listening. Yeah. And just learning that way rather than. Right. I don't think there is a real, there's probably some YouTube like tutorials sure. of how to layer yeah. beats and stuff like that. But I was like, I would just, I listen to Mezzanine, I think every day yeah. <laughs> for, for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. Like when I was, when I was, started doing this record. Well, it's way more fun and 
to uh, figure it out on your own. And yeah, and then, it's like then you get happy accidents, which happy accidents, and it's like not at a rehearsal space, and you're not trying to figure it out when everyone's like, "Well, we're here now." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just play. Yeah, so it, yeah, working on music in that capacity, like the solo thing, and just chipping away at it when you feel like it is pretty right. cool. Yeah, yeah, I've, that's what I love about it too. Okay, so. I'm going to do something a little different here. Okay. Um, so I've started to get listener suggestions. Okay. So I'm going to play one of those and we'll see what this is like. So this is, I'm not sure this, who this suggestion is from. Let's try it. Um, but if anybody has suggestions, to send in you can do it through the facebook account or you can send it to my gmail which is hate.pod.music at gmail.com <laughs> red the hate pod um so yeah oh actually this is from a guy named chabla kablaka but i'm pretty sure that's not his real name mm-hmm. let's check out what this is like never heard of this person i dig this i do too how do you pronounce it maybe i'll I'll download it or how do you spell it this guy uh um sylvain chavo s y how do you spell s y s y l v a i n and then last name is C H A U V E A U. Cool. 
the song is called Find What You Love and Let It Kill You. <laughs> so I googled the guys from France. He also has a song called Unstoppable Sex Machine. <laughs> wow. It's very serious music. I wonder if that's like a, an emotional track. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of this guy, but this is cool. also 12 minutes so i'm gonna check that out that's like yeah. that's right up my alley for sure I yeah like this is cool yeah i'm gonna cut this off since it's so long okay <laughs> but uh thank you chabla kablaka it's a fake ass name if i ever oh that's one. the user name that's whoever sent that in yeah okay. chabla kablaka it's not a real thing <laughs> cool all right, do you have uh, do you have one to follow it up with? Oh, another song. Yeah, one, one. I had something in my head. This one. To all of the people nope. questioning. That's my favorite one right there. Questioning what kind of salad costs fourteen dollars? How do I people just buy? <laughs> I always think about Should that. Should I put this all on my card and get the points? How can I get my credit score to go up? Wait, am I supposed to be investing? Can I? I'm skipping this ad. It's giving me anxiety. Uh-huh. <laughs> Writings on the wall, but you don't see. 
sounds familiar yeah do, do you know her i don't think so but it's, it's reminding me of somebody she's you know in uh her, her name's anna calby no i think she never like she does well in europe but really it never really hit here yeah i saw i've seen her twice in new york i saw her at la poison rouge mm-hmm. and music hall of williams right okay and oh that's the other place that we played oh you played there yeah and so you know those both of those rooms yeah like not La Poison Rouge was a good amount of people, but yeah. the music hall, there was just like not that many people. This is like an obscure cover. Okay. I, I I was just like thinking of things that I had on my iPod and they're not yeah. even on like the streaming services. Now. Oh, really? <laughs> so it's like maybe there's a hard drive someplace that yeah. has some of this stuff. Yeah. Which I, I, sh- I think about I've been thinking, thinking about it a lot recently, just all these weird B-sides and rare tracks that I don't have. They're on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Which I guess that's fine. <laughs> it works, I guess. It works, it's yeah. Fine. But um, yeah, she's like super awesome. It's like Jeff Buckley meets yeah meets Mark Hollis, but she's you don't hear it as much in this song. I mean, she has an interesting like way that she strums stuff that's like yeah, harp like, uh-huh. but then she also shreds. She's like right. one of my favorite guitar players. That's like, awesome. With like not even metal shred, just like slight gain and just yeah. playing better yeah. than most dudes. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And like I, I like her voice. She's like one of my favorites that that's that's around right now. Like her record that she put out last fall, or it was like last last summer, I think. It's like awesome, next level. Has um. Adrian Utley from Portishead does synths on it. Oh wow! It's, yeah, so she she does well over there. So she has like these awesome resources. Yeah, I think like uh. The bass player from Pulp played bass. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. So she's big over there, but where is she from? She's from UK. UK. She lives okay. in France now, but she's from the UK. It plays. You know, there's videos of her on YouTube just playing these huge concert halls wow. in Europe, and here she can't fill the music hall of Williams. Yeah, that <laughs> happens. It happens. It happens so much. It's it just so sucks odd. for me because I want to see her show this year for this right. album, but I. I have a feeling that they did like two runs and they're just like, no. Yeah. That happens so much. I know so many European bands that are like, oh, we toured the States 10 years ago and we lost a ton of money. Yeah. And and then now like the the visas and stuff like that. So it's just like, I could totally see, like, I really wanted to see Anna Van Hasselhoff this year. I love her. I had tickets. She played, again, La Poisson Rouge. I was fucking pumped. That's like my favorite record. Yeah. Dead Magic. Yeah. That and this Anna Calvi record. Like are probably yeah. my two favorite records this year, and she was straight up like, "Yeah, visa stuff, yeah. expensive to ship the whole band over." Yeah, she was supposed to play here too, and 
canceled. Oh, yeah, that's right. She then she was just going to do the West Coast. Yeah, because she was going to play with the Foo Fighters. She or, was. Yeah, there was I like this. That. There was this festival that. Oh, turn this off. <laughs> Some festival she was going to do with, like the Foo Fighters or something oh, wow. like that. Like, and I think Dave Grohl curated it. I don't know. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, she actually, I discovered her recently because of this podcast. Oh, I right. had Aaron from Yob on, and uh, he played it. And I'd heard her name, you know, around, but I'd never checked it out for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. And he played me, I can't remember the name of the song. Um, from the new record? Yeah. The really good one. The, like the kind of single one? I mean, they're all awesome. Yeah. Um, the short The short one, meaning the seven-minute one. I think it is where she's just like belting it out. Oh yeah. And he put that on and it just, it gave me chills immediately. And I, I I ordered the record that night Yeah, and I'm obsessed with that record. She's awesome. Yeah. So fucking good. She's the real deal. Yeah. I started following her on Facebook and she's recording with swans now. Yeah. Cause she's legit. She's She's fucking incredible. She's like doing music like that, but she kind of sings like, like mamas and the papas or something like that. Yeah, until she doesn't, and then she's just and then like, yeah. But like, she has this very classic, yeah, voice, and she and looks she, so sweet and innocent. Yeah, she's very the small lady, yeah. that like sings like mom, like mamas and the papas. Yeah, but then it's also like really aggressive and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And her, and her range is awesome. Like when she belts it out, yeah. it's just people so don't powerful. fucking know that that that's what I don't know. That's fine. People, yeah. <laughs> people can just listen to Billie Eilish or are you wearing, oh, okay. yeah, well yeah, don't yeah, get me started yeah, on Billie yeah, Eilish yeah, whatever. she has some magic to her there's some magic but it might be bad I don't know I'm still investigating there's my opinion I will say um, I had high hopes for Billie Eilish after I heard Bury a Friend because mm-hmm. that song's fucking rad and her videos are awesome she reminds me like a little bit of a less mature Bjork um with like a little bit of Lord stuck in there. Okay. But then she puts out this other shit that's just crap. It's, it's really dumb. But maybe it's, that's cool because like music's uh, supposed to be fun. I don't know. Some of it, some of it to me is bordering on genius, and other songs are just throwaway bubblegum crap. So. But maybe I don't know. maybe she's she's doing it on purpose. She's like maybe. Thro- throwing in the same way that there's like. Her, hair metal bands had like ballads and the power ballads and and then they had the party rock songs yeah i don't know i watched her on jimmy kimmel a couple weeks ago play it's bury like, a friend and it was fucking great yeah the, the stage show is great she has an acoustic drummer a, a electronic drummer she had really cool stage props okay she, she was singing her ass so you're off. convinced is no no i'm i'm conflicted you're okay so you're, you're where i am yeah. i just discovered her like the week before I left for this. Okay. Have you heard Bury a Friend? Yeah. I've, I I found out about it, and I spent like an hour and a half watching every video. Yeah. And the videos are great. I watched like a, 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 like a 10, 15-minute interview with her, mm-hmm. with her with, uh, and I watched that Jimmy Kimmel thing. Okay. Uh-huh. And I was visiting my parents that weekend, and on the bus ride back to New York, I listened to the whole record. Uh, I haven't heard the whole record, so you've got a leg up on me. Yeah. And it's, I'm like, this is stupid, but I kind of like it. And she's kind of smart because we're talking about it. Exactly. Well, so, <laughs> so I've got a, I've got a 13 year old daughter mm-hmm. and a 12 year old daughter and they both love Billie Eilish. And my 13 year old had this idea like, Hey dad, let's do like a series of podcasts on 
like pop artists that you and I like that most listeners wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So we did our first one. My last one that I released was on mm-hmm. 21 Pilots. And so I'm kind of familiar with. Yeah, we, we talked about 21 Pilots, played clips of the songs, and she had arguments on like why 21 Pilots are like, you know, a good band to listen to. And yeah, and it was kind of a cool experiment. That's cool. Um, but the next one's on Billie Eilish because she's going to see him, him. She's sure. going to see her May 31st. And then okay. we're going to do an episode after that and see what I would. How it, yeah, see how it pans out. <laughs> I actually kind of wanted to take her because I was like, I kind of want to check this out. You're curious, yeah. I'm curious, but um, tickets are really expensive. Yeah, uh, so really in, in my like hour and a half where I was just like obsessing, like, what? This is big? Yeah, it's like $350 to go see her at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah, York. it's, I think the cheapest I could find here in Portland was like 80 that's still a lot of money. It's still a lot of money. Yeah. And so both my girls are going with a friend. Um, but CJ Ramon's playing the same night, and I have to go see CJ Ramon. So I'm going to go do that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just, I'm kind of frustrated by Billie Eilish because she does this one thing I think is just, like I said, it just reminds me of Bjork. And then mm-hmm. other times I'm like, oh my God, this sounds like any other crap on the radio. So, but that's, there, you know. I don't know who's involved with making the music, but I'm sure somebody, whether they're telling her what to write or it's like she writes most of the songs, but they're like, all right, we need this kind of thing. So we're going to get a guy to throw, who knows? Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it, and it's, it's always the case. I think when you're in that position, with yeah. a, a bigger label, like, well, my, my limited research on her, her brother is in that show the fuck is that show i can't even think of the name of the show he's he's in a sitcom basically oh really and he and her would mess around with beats and making music and garage band and he had but some connections and but that doesn't the, the final product doesn't sound like no garage. no no no, no, <laughs> yeah, no that's like no somebody mixed that professionally yeah, yeah for, for sure, sure. Yeah, yeah definitely definitely it's not like lord where the whole first record was recorded on a four track in her bed yeah like it, they definitely remixed it maybe probably like took the midi stuff and maybe they the probably other. just recreated it but still the what i have read is that it was kind of like a homespun thing with her yeah. semi-famous brother oh yeah there's probably yeah there's probably not Dr. Luke because he's done, but yeah. uh, there's probably like a Scott Storch or somebody like that, <laughs> like in yeah. there, like, you know, like, no, nah, this is like, we're going to add this. We're going to side chain this pad. To, oh, lots of side chaining in that lots stuff. Lots of side chaining. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to side chain to this thing. Trust me. People like it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, I'm glad you brought her up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of mildly fascinated with it. So, same. I think it's, it's, it's important to kind of know what's going on. Yeah, and having having <laughs> with what the what the kids like. Totally. And uh, my two daughters are always like listening to stuff that I usually don't like, but every now and then they'll put on something and like this is actually kind of provoking. Oh, it's it's so much cooler than like Ariana Grande. Or, oh yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, definitely. Rihanna's cool, but like most other pop uh, music now, like yeah, I mean not that there isn't. Like, you know, the big pop music. Sure. I love pop music. Yeah. Most of the music I like, there's a chorus. Yeah. But, like, the big stuff, that's, like, the most interesting thing that's happened probably in, like, 10 years. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) I think so. Or the Ant Word was kind of interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, I liked liked Lord a lot, too. Her, I didn't... 
I, I didn't see her. My friend plays um, in that band uh, for that singer, Mitski. You know her? No, I don't think so. It's that kind of indie rock thing. So I went to go see, and she was opening up for Lord, okay. Lord and Run the Jewels. So I went to just to go yeah, see my friend right. play in Arena, which is uh-huh. pretty wild. And I'd never heard Lord before that. Okay. But people were freaking out. Yeah, she's she's kind of the same in my book, except all of her songs are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got two records now and they're both fantastic. And she's literally just the 15 year old girl with a four track that just really was a SoundCloud artist. And it just snowballed from there. No connections, just one That's of those awesome. like once in a lifetime things. That's and cool. she's awesome. And she's really smart and she's, her heart's in the right place as far as I can tell. And she's a great songwriter and an awesome singer. And That's yeah. red. Yeah, I didn't check out the whole set because <laughs> I I wanted to beat the stadium crowd. Totally. What a but weird I, lineup. I checked, what's that? What a weird lineup. Run the jewels and Lord. It was Run the Jewels, Lord and Mitski, which is like when she was. Now it's it's a little bit more produced. No, it's not. It's it's a little bit more produced. But yeah. then like her set was like the music that she had then was kind of like it was like Weezer, but a little bit okay. more, oh, but a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah. I kind of have a soft spot for Weezer. Oh, I love Weezer. <laughs> well, the first record and the second one, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They were somebody I dismissed for a long time. And then one reason or another, I was listening and I was like, these guitars are pretty awesome. Yeah. Just like almost like kind of like grinding away, kind of monotonous in a way. Just yeah. Like, just like really fuzzy tone. Yeah. But interesting for, for that kind of music, like chord changes almost and, like and riffing and stuff yeah almost like shoegazy but with a lot less reverb yeah yeah you know? just fuzz yeah and stuff like that yeah and then some dork up front <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like dorky heartbreak yeah totally yeah, i like it <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah. <laughs> all right i think we have time for like one more each okay uh should you go first yeah i did the last one did you yes i forgot okay yeah, yeah. i'll go I, I have to think of something We've been playing a lot of electronic and like uh, acoustic type stuff. Yeah, enough of that yelling. Yeah, maybe I should play something. Well, I, that Insa Lunkin, that band was pretty obnoxious. <clears throat> the British band. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. I do listen to a lot of music like that too. <laughs> That's obnoxious. Yeah. Oh, me too. Oh, I'm gonna play this.
planet B. Feeling culture physically bad, discrimination and false leadership, confused thoughts, who the people with? Repeated lies in this political manuscript, dictated by a hypocrite, misled by the clock tick, for the conspiracy that's sick. Legalized substances should be clear at the radical conference. Political monsters sitting with suits and eating lobsters to make Rami's planted in the bodies. Who want to distort society with nothing aspiring? The primary cash won't last, causing disaster. Get rid of the problem faster. Burn their books, destroy every chapter. Garbage thrown out, that's what we trashing. We can't stop the people like Brian Cashman. Even thoughts get wrestled on the canvas. Canvas, canvas. Any ideas? No idea. The band's called Planet B. Planet B. They are a very new project. Um, oh, it's, it's new. It sounds. It's actually. It sounds kind of nineties. Yeah. Well, the the guy that was rapping there is Cool Keith. Oh, red. Yep. This is not his project, but they had him guest on this. Oh, man. Um, Planet B is Justin Pearson from The Locust. From The Locust. Dead oh, Cross. fuck, cool. Yeah, Retox. I'm a big Justin Pearson fan. Yeah, his Retox is sick, yeah. Fucking love Retox. Yeah, yeah. I, I, re- I recently got into them because of Dead Cross, because mm-hmm. Mike Patton is yeah. one of my favorite people in the world. yeah. So once Dead Cross came about, I was like, oh, Justin. From the Locust. From the Locust. What has he been doing? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so then it made me get familiar with his label, 3-1-G, and 3-1-G just put out this Planet B record, and uh, I love it. Who else is in in this band, actually in this band? Or is it like kind of just Justin's like solo? No, it's him and this other guy that I can't remember his name. Uh, Let's see. It is... I should remember his name. I wasn't familiar with him outside of this band, though. 
we played a well actually we were supposed to play with retox we played this uh festival in mexico oh yeah and our set got rained out a little bit in the middle so i think we we cut like one song because mm-hmm. there was like basically a rain delay in the middle of the set okay um uh, then we finished up ko dot yeah ko dot yeah okay. it was a ko dot played at festival normal in um in monterey Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's the only time we we've played in Mexico. And it was just like this one-off festival thing. Before it was like right before South by Southwest. And, okay. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Re- Retox was there. We were hanging out with them, and then because of the rain, kept on going again. After no, they were like the headliner for some reason for that this like the metal stage that we were all on. Okay. And because it just started raining and it didn't stop, they <laughs> they flew all the way to Mexico. And wow. didn't get to play. Oh. But then they played like this. I got to see them later because they played this secret show after they op- they opened up for Dillinger mm-hmm. in New York, but played at six o'clock. So I did miss them. I was, oh, maybe yeah. I was working or do something else. Right. But I went to that show, but then they were like, I saw them. They're like, oh, we're playing the secret show. Oh, wow. That's um, cool. At this place that closed down in Williamsburg. Okay. Um, so I got to see them, and that was sick. Like the guitar player, especially, like oh, really weird. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, like I said, because of Dead Cross, I started exploring like yeah, the other it's, Justin it's, thing. It's, and also the, the guitar player uh, was named Jason. I don't remember. I think the guitar player's name is Jason. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I started like backtracking, and I found Retox, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. I started listening to their records, bought all the records, and then one day I was on YouTube, and I saw that they had. Uh, a full set at St. Vitus and mm. watch that. And it's just fucking And was amazing. there like a, a related artists thing on one of your things or it was, you, something, it was something like that. Yeah. Those things are, they're pretty good. <laughs> Sometimes they can be great. Yeah. And I just, it didn't even occur to me to look up retox videos. I just was like, Oh, I'm listening to the records. This is cool. And then it just like happened. I just saw it. I'm like, I need to check this out. I think it was because I was looking at, um, Secret Chiefs three videos mm-hmm. and something else I can't remember, but yeah, that popped up and so since then I've been like, I've loved the Locust for a long time, but yeah. I was just I didn't follow any of this other stuff. Yeah, until I, don't th- Dead I Cross think they, came around. they just kind of stopped. Yeah, I don't think it was like even like a big like oh we're breaking up. Thing. I am. Like, I don't think so. The dramatic we're breaking up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing on the internet, they're just like oh we're just not doing this anymore. Right, exactly. So anyway, um, yeah, Planet B. The other guy is named uh oh shit it was right here luke henshaw mm-hmm. i don't know yeah me either but yeah it's a, it's a really killer record and justin released it on his well he it's on 31g his label but also ipecac as well uh-huh. so yeah i've been going down the justin pearson rabbit hole pretty seriously lately I still haven't checked out that one. I think uh, what are they called? Head Wound City. I don't know what that is. I think that I think he's in that one. Really? It's like him and um, the guitar player from the AAEs. Oh yeah, I haven't, um, checked, I haven't checked that one out yet. I did see something about that. I haven't listened to it either. He has something else that just came out called More Pain too, which is just a seven inch. Yeah, and then here it says. The Planet B first full length. It has Cool Keith, Nick Zinner from the Ayayaz, yeah, and Head Wound City. Yeah. Gabe Serbian from the Locust, Head Wound City, Sunny K from Your Future. 
And oh yeah, I forgot about this part. Martin Atkins of PIL and Killing Joke. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. They do it. Oh, okay, I have to look at this because I think I might be misremembering. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they do a Depeche Mode cover on this record. But yeah, anyway, it's, a, it's an awesome record. The self-titled Planet B. So I think we have time for one more from you. Okay, do I play one of my songs or uh, play one that's not yours? And then you'll and then we can do one that is yours. Okay, cool. <clears throat> that song kind of reminded me of this. I don't know if and it, it's kind of like full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You might know this. We'll see. This is this is a uh, it's from the Spawn soundtrack and it's uh, okay. Atari Teenage Riot and okay. Slayer. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna guess Atari Teenage Riot, but With then I was Slayer. But so guitars I think, threw me off. I, I yeah. think yeah, because it doesn't sound like Atari Teenage Riot guitars. I think it's <laughs> that's so but it's funny. like Tom Araya is definitely on it and maybe uh-huh. Jeff Hanneman, right? Or, may, or maybe, I don't know. Could be Carrie King. Could I, be Carrie King. I'm hoping that it's Jeff Hanneman. They're like, yeah. well, he writes the riffs, and we need the vocalist. Right. That's so funny. I was going to guess that. Because um, obviously there's no Dave Lombardo. Right, and just, and I was like, but all the guitars are kind of throwing me off. Because the guitars are Slayer riffs. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably Jeff Hanneman. I don't know. I, I've never did the, the research. Right. But the, yeah, this is on the Spawn soundtrack, so this oh, is like a hidden funny. gem. And this is something that... I also got back into like when I was like programming shit. Yeah. Because it was just like, I was just going through my brain, like trying to think of like stuff that I used to listen to when I was uh-huh. younger that was like electronic beat driven. So like this and Lost Highway soundtrack mm-hmm. and trip hop stuff. Yeah. But this one's a little different. This is like weird breakbeat samples. Yeah. Like that's like Atari Teenage Rides. Yeah. Kind of 
five, I guess. That's funny. I have a great Atari Teenage Riot story. Oh, did you ever play with them? Or yeah. Oh uh, shit, that's awesome. Yeah, it was weird at Brutal Assault in the Czech Republic. Yeah. Um, it was like a day of death metal bands, and then Atari Teenage Riot, and then us. Oh wow. And we were just waiting in this like field, basically, this massive festival. We have like this little trailer in this field. And Atari Teenage Riot went on, and we went like to the side of the stage to watch them. Yeah, because I'd never seen them before. And then afterwards, they're kind of wandering around, and we're getting ready to go on stage. And Alec came Alec up. Alec Empire. Yeah, Alec Empire came up to us, and was like, "Dude, I'm so stoked to see you guys." That's and, sick. Yeah, and we're like, "Oh man, thank you." But I thought he was just being nice. Yeah. And he was like, Ashes Against the Grain is one of my favorite records. That's sick. And we're like, oh, you know Agalock. And he's like, everybody knows Agalock. And I was like, holy shit. And we're like on cloud nine. It was like, wow. Alec Empire was like, knew who we were. And that's sick. Yeah, it was really cool. It was it was a really cool experience. And it's like, it's one thing if like some metal band knows who you are. No, but our Atari Teenage Riot is, yeah, that's yeah. creative music. Well, and it's so different than, the, yes. than our scene. And for them to know who we were was yeah. was a big compliment. That's like so, you know, the cream of the crop. Yeah, <laughs> kind of shit. Yeah, it was. It made us very stoked. Man, yeah. Tartina Drive probably hasn't played in years. Yeah, I mean, this was this was um, four years ago. Okay. Oh, so they still play? Yeah, I mean, wow. as of like four four probably, and a half years ago, they probably hate the fucking U.S. So probably never come yeah. here. Well, it was just, a, it's a weird, it was weird that they played that festival, you know, they're extreme and all, but like those festivals are mostly just like death and black metal bands. So yeah. they stuck out for sure. But they, they people, been, people were interesting into bands at Brutal Assault. You know, they'll throw in, like this band that Kaodot played with called Nod Nod from Czech Republic. I don't it's know almost I know like they're, they're like an obscure band that like, I don't know if they should be bigger. It's almost like, um, what was that band that Julie Christmas had with like a bunch of other like post metal guys? Not the Cult of Luna thing. Oh, right. It's uh, Battle of Mice. There you go. Yeah. It was like if Battle of Mice was just like a real band, because I think that was just a recording project. Yeah, I that, think so. I think that was like my favorite of that post metal right era was like that record. But they're like a band that was the whole like she the the singer she kind of sounded a little bit like like her. Yeah. Yeah. And the music was still like a lot of delay pedal kind of right. sludgy thing. Mm-hmm. Nod, nod, yeah. But they played Brutal Assault. Hmm. But they're a Czech band that, right? So I'm sure the promoters are like, yeah, let's get the this awesome local band. Yeah, get on the there. locals. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, maybe one intern was the person that got right Atari Teenage Riot. Yeah, because like you guys played like black metal ish stuff, so it's like yeah, sort it's, of it weird. close enough. I mean, we had stuff like that happen now and then where we would play with some strange bands, but that was just really different. Usually they were always like some kind of metal somehow. Um, It was refreshing for us because, I mean, we were like on the road for a month in Europe and watching metal bands every single night, you know. Just watching pristine Euro metal. Yeah. So much of it is so, (laughs) yeah. I mean, that's the word pristine. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. It is weird because it's not a lot of grit. No, because like, it's it's the popular music for for a lot of places. Yeah, it it is, and it's so weird to go, to, especially Eastern Europe um, or Germany, and I guess coming from the Northwest, especially like we really have like a real dirt and like yeah. doominess in the Northwest. Yeah, and a lot of that grit that you mentioned. 
but then you go to Europe and we were just we were watching these like over polished like yeah. symphonic oh yeah black yeah. metal bands that were playing through like line six amps the and fake amp thing yeah all and the Kempers yeah. and all that and uh, everything was just totally pristine and precise it's really interesting because you don't see that here at all so no. like when you see it but that's like the main thing there so yeah I can imagine being on tour and you were doing like a lot of fests. I mean, on that yeah, run, yeah, it was like headlining shows, and then we do like a week. We, yeah, I mean, it just it depends. But like the last year Euro tour we did, we did you know maybe five or six fests and headline every other night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we played like Summer Breeze and uh, yeah. So you're you're stuff playing like with that. Epica things like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we Epica Nightwish. Yeah, I mean, not those bands literally, but like we would pl- we played with um, Amorphous and Death and things like that and then we'd have like a day of bands i've never heard of that are from germany yeah and they're all like epica light or nightwish light yeah and, and still have a following and yeah and people are into it but if you get, go to like slovakia or the czech republic we ended up playing with like those porno grind bands that that wear like the the Ooh, speedos they're really? all they're all naked but they wear speedos and they sing about shit and they wear diapers on stage and they so that's more of the thing in eastern europe yeah i knew there was a reason i like playing eastern europe yeah more. it's like did you get did you ever run into that not like, the porno grind because i play like well right you're yeah, like chaotic plays you usually the kind of bands like if it's a specific usually it's like a lot of times uh a local opener is something interesting not yeah not, not expected but if it is like a specific genre type thing. It's mm-hmm. a lot of it's like the post metal, that makes ki- sense kind of thing. Yeah, like uh, it seems to be even the in the U.S. They'll just be like, oh, this kind of sounds like a right ICC uh, neurosis right. kind of sounding band. And some of them are good, but like, yeah, yeah, we they're, they're not going to have like a power metal band play no, with us, no. which would I'd be down with. It'd be interesting. It'd be different. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, for like we played this one festival in Slovakia, and it was us and some other metal band I can't remember and then it was just porno grind for like <laughs> two days and they, That's sick. they literally would... wear diapers and they I mean have you heard that Eastern European shit it's like a weird mix of grindcore and polka they go into oh, these weird, weird like polka parts weird and they have these weird dances and they have like stuffed animals on stage and and they're still dressed like in leather and leather and diapers and then they there's one band I can't remember the name but the whole thing is about shit and so every song is about shit. And then wow. they have like this fake shit that they throw around on stage and it's fucking huge. Wow. Yeah. And then we'd go on there and everybody's like, yeah. Talking what, about trees. Like, yeah. Like what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of crap. Yeah, exactly. Why, why would you talk about trees when you can talk about shit? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's interesting over there for sure. And we had many conversations where we'd be, we'd watched like two days of bands and we'd be like, you couldn't find a band like this in the states if you tried. No, like I know, like I know those Epico guys now, and they 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 play here places that I don't play. Right. But they here like in New York they played like a Webster Hall, which uh-huh. is at least two thousand capacity okay. or something like that. Yeah. But I was talking to the bass player, and he was like, "Yeah, in South America we just like play arenas, yeah, and stuff, yeah, and nobody like people are not into that, no." Here. People no. are more into metal with like skeleton t-shirts. It's more about being evil. Yeah. Is like the kind of the the metal scene yeah. in the US. Like MDF isn't doesn't have power metal and neither does like Psycho no. Las Vegas no. or something like no. that. No. It's more about skulls. <laughs> and and South America is such a weird scene too. Um 
I got toured at the gathering years and years ago. And in the U S they did okay in Europe. They did pretty well, mm. but South America, same thing. Arenas, arenas, that's like crazy. they would have, like they would show us pictures where they would show up and they'd have like armed security guards around them and just like, like beetle mania, you know, in South America. Yeah. And it's because the music is pristine. Yeah. But it's still like aggressive. So it's still like rock and roll. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas I'm, I play kind of sloppy and use delay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and that's, it seems to be very American in many ways yeah. as far as metal goes. I mean, of course there's exceptions on both ways, but, but uh, that's more of the thing is the pristine. Like, yeah. Clean, yeah, full like MIDI strings. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just weird. <laughs> like all this is cool. Yeah, like all the EQs with the big smiles on them on stage and, you know, every, everybody's just, all the instruments are totally pristine. The yeah. outfits, they always have a nice clean outfits on. Man, I would do that if I had the resources. I would have a... <laughs> yeah, just make it sound like, like totally the, symphonic. Like the fake amp thing, I haven't tried that yet. The Kempers, yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure if you are playing venues that size and you get your sound checks and mm-hmm. you have your own people working for you, then probably works perfectly there in my experience i haven't used one i've never been in a band that's used one but i've yeah. i've toured with bands that use them in my experience if you're okay with not like quote unquote pushing air yeah they work they sound right if yeah. you're playing the right type of music yeah if, i like i half of my thing is guitar feedback so, right so i can't do it yeah and <laughs> And there is something to be said for like seeing a wall of amps and there is something to be said for like actually hearing an amp yeah. and the idiosyncrasies of that instead yeah. of, you know, something that's simulating that, but they are surprisingly good. But if I was an Epica, I would, well, you don't need any of that. So yeah, you just, I would yeah. just, and it changes, it changes the channel for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. because it also needs to change the lights. Right. <laughs> so, and, and also trigger the backing track. So why not yeah. just. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Yeah, and it'll like the gate only turns on for the parts that need to be tight. And, right. Yeah, sounds great. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm I'm game. I think you should do it. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think I think I'm <laughs> gonna stick with playing through Fender Twins. I think it fits my personality a little more. Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably <laughs> yeah probably a good idea. Speaking of Fender Twins, do you want to play something? Okay. You uh, played a Fender Twin? I pro- I don't know if I played a specific. I played Fender stuff on the record, so. Should I play one of my tracks? Yeah. And then, okay. Or whatever. Um, I guess you didn't actually play your last song. Oh, should I do that? Yeah, do that, and then we'll listen to one of yours. What's another song that I want to put on? Thank you. 
sounds like Bjark. Kind of. Um, I think, so this is an artist from, she lives in Sweden now. Okay. And actually Toby and I played a show with her, but not a K.O.Dot show. We we did like these one-offs. Okay, um, yeah. Where like we both played solo sets. Nice. And I found her on like the internet. But I think I'm also, I'm not going to pronounce it right because sure. it's Swedish. Sure. Yeah. Shigel, I think. Um, and I think it's just, uh, like Icelandic and like Nordic, yeah, they, uh-huh. they, they, they tickle our ears the same yes. way. Mm-hmm. But she only has like a couple of singles out. Oh, really? And, wow. and it's just like I'm sure when the drum the, the album drops, it's gonna be like a awesome. But yeah, there's just like two or three singles that she has on streaming services. She had when I first discovered her, she had another one, and then she pulled it from the streaming services because she's like, it's not representative. I was like, but I used to. Oh no! It and now it's not on my phone anymore. <laughs> and it's, this is in the era of like you can't save anything, right? Yeah. If it's pulled from the thing, then it doesn't yeah, exist it's, anymore. It's gone. So she had the power to do that, right? Whereas um, some people don't have yeah. the power to pull that one demo or exactly. crappy album that they didn't <laughs> weren't really into. So wow, I respect that. But her her shit is awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, she's like next level. What's her name again? Fajel. Hmm. But it has you know the dot over the a so right there's no i just don't there's no way i know how to pronounce it correctly so it's pronounced or it's spelled f-a-g-e-l-l-e but the a with the dot the a with the dot like the whatever that's called the loop or whatever on top yeah like the little loop station on top yeah that's really cool was that a video that you played yeah yeah nice i probably could have just (laughs) showed you the video that's (laughs) that's right Fajal, okay. So you played with her in New York? 
No. So me and Toby, we did a gig together where we were backing our friend Josh, who plays in Vora. You know Vora, the, yep. the other band? Yep. Mm-hmm. So his solo thing played Wave Gothic Treffen. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've heard and, of that. And Toby and I were the backing band. Nice. And he played mostly songs by his old band, but some of his solo stuff. So that brought us over there. Mm-hmm. And then we just, you know, we're like, let's make the most of the plane ticket right. over there. Hung out in Prague for a couple of days, but played a show in Prague. It was just us. And then she was living in Berlin at the time. So mm. she, we added her to the Berlin show and she kind of, I feel like she showed us up because <laughs> I was like, she's awesome. The, the, the live set was a little bit different. Um, this is more like a studio thing, but she had like one of those electron octatrack things. So there was uh-huh. things that were being triggered, but then she was also playing guitar and then real, really, really weird specific like routing of effects and, bet, and, and yeah. synths and stuff like that. Really cool. Wow. Like cool live thing. Heard the music first mm-hmm. and that was really cool. And maybe she's maybe she just has something in development, <laughs> right? Because you know how that is. Like you you have something, but it's like no. But in like a year and a half, like this Ko Dot record has been done for like over a year. But because of the way that things go, you have to. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while. It takes a while to just strategize when to drop it for the right thing. Exactly. You know. Yeah. For better or worse, when you know, or you could just upload it like a, a practice demo. Mm-hmm. straight to soundcloud you can yeah. do that. you can do that too yeah <laughs> yeah awesome i like that a lot i like yeah. that for a lot well cool do you want to close us out with a zv track yeah yeah sure should i put on the whichever one should... you want hmm maybe i'll do one of the ones that is weirder it's been a weird night of music for sure yeah so fuck it yeah this one came out really weird. Do you, do you do any Napalm Death covers? No. I have some... That would be cool. I do have some covers that I recorded, but they're all... I have some covers, some home recorded covers. One of them I released is that B-side. Mm-hmm. But none of them are very good. <laughs> like like, <laughs> like the quality. Even the one... The one the B-side I, I felt pretty good about, mm-hmm. but... I usually outsource production stuff to other people because I don't know, it's just better. Yeah. When, when somebody like I, I work on it, but it's, it's a lot to work on. Yeah, for sure. What's well, a weird one. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do this one. This one's pretty weird. So this is a right. Rec- from the new record that I just put out, I guess. A couple days ago. And what's the song called? The song is called Low and Trite. Cool.
Awesome. Cool. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, Ron. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. It was a thanks pleasure to have you. Me. Yeah. And uh, thanks for showing me some really cool music. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for, again, piquing my interest. <laughs> Sufjan Stevens. Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check that, it out. That's like, and also that other guy I just downloaded before. Oh, yeah. Sure. The yeah. Sylvan. Yeah. Whoever he is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's on my phone now. So I'll find the it. French like, guy. The, yeah. And I'll be like, what the fuck was this? I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy. That guy. Awesome. Thanks again, man. Yeah, Appreciate it. For sure. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs>